Welcome back, my friends, to the Swiss Power, where IT leaders share the insight with all leaders and others that want to lead. My name is Carlos Vargas. I don't know if it's every week, every month, every year, but we're back with our two co-hosts, Har Hotan and Paul Lewis. Hello, guys. Hey, Carlos. How's it going? I feel I feels like a shot on the times we can't do it because one or more of us are in another meeting and or traveling and or <laughs> occupied in some other way. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> It is unfortunate, right? Because right now is conference season. Yeah. Yep. And the problem with being popular is, well, you're you're popular. So trying <laughs> to manage a recording schedule uh, around conferences, uh, especially those that require, you know, as much um, as much kind of time as these do from us, is uh, is a bit of a challenge. I will admit. And of course, ones that require physical presence at a theme park after the fact makes it even more difficult. <laughs> Yes, yes. I wasn't I wasn't going to comment on that, Mr. Lewis, but <laughs> how many you hit last week? What was that? How many? How many? Uh, five. And did you did you hit each of them one time? Did you do any revisits? Uh, three of them revisited. <laughs> so you hit eight you did eight trips last week? Yes. Nice. Did your son have a good time? My daughter came. My son stayed. Your daughter, I'm sorry. I, yep. thought, I thought you were bringing your, your son with you. My bad. No, my oldest came. And she thoroughly enjoyed it. However, she didn't do rope drops, as I demand, generally. <laughs> so she didn't get the experience as much as she could have. There was something she couldn't do because she didn't make it there at rope drop. Oh, oh, oh. Right, right the second Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Is she dropping or something? Are you taking, like, bungee jumping? No, no. Rope drop is... Is as soon as the park opens. That's that's the term you use to to walk in at that time. Expert <laughs> rope And now drop. that they have a new fast pass system, um, if you don't a if it's a very crowded uh, timeline and you don't have fast pass, then vast majority of the big rides you're not going on generally. Or as you'll as what she had to do was stand in line for three hours on some of them. Um, or if you rope drop, you get to go to at least three of them prior to any of you know the big crowds coming in. So that's that's helpful. Depending on park. Yeah, depending on the park. Depending on park. Because like if you did Rise of the Resistance, which is the smartest one to start with at rope drop, yep. you're not going to get, you might get into the line at Millennium Falcon when it's sure. only 45 minutes. Because it's such a long experience, Rise. Yeah. yeah. When it's only 45 minutes. Yeah, forty-five is great. I'd jump in that line if it was only forty-five. Yeah, yeah, I would do. I would do endless Millennium Falcon if it was only forty-five minutes. Yeah, sure. I, I honestly, I did Rise of the Resistance at like seventy-five minutes, and it was worth it. Yeah. What I wouldn't do is a ninety-minute Slinky Dog. That's what I wouldn't do. Yeah, no. I don't know that I'd wait in a line for Slinky Dog. <laughs> Oddly um, enough, Slinky Dog like? is other than Rise is the second busiest ride. And it's not because it's all that popular. It's only it's because there's only one coaster on in any one period of time. Uh, so it, the the average guest per hour is very very low. That seems like that was a mistake from a design standpoint. Yeah, I would think considering so. the number of people they push through. Did you did you go on the Mickey and Minnie car ride? I did the new one that replaced yeah. uh, the the uh, the old school Hollywood movie one. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think that's well done. I think Rise of the Resistance is by far the best ride, and I think that's actually the second best. Not not yet, because I don't think you've been on Cosmic Rewind yet. 
I don't know which one that is. That is that the one? new Guardians of the Galaxy at Epcot. Just opened. Oh no, I haven't. I've not been on that one. It is spectacular. Yeah. It's, imagine it is uh, Space Mountain, holistically, okay. right, with the lights on, with with the thematically of of Guardians of the Galaxy. It's hmm. all '80s and '90s rock and roll playing, right, at the same right. time. Um, and the cars pivot 180 degrees. Oh, so. <laughs> so you're when you're turning the car's turning not just the whole train's turning it's, it's oh, pretty awesome right. yeah you'll you'll enjoy that from a ride does it maintain the story like the same story as the movie yes yep yep same oh. it's 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 about you helping them you know find some some lost treasure whatever is there anything else good about Epcot <laughs> besides that one ride um i still like soren and test track and of course it's the uh it's the food and wine festival so eating around the world is always a good experience sure and eating around the world would be great if it was free that's true <laughs> the problem is these parks are, are expensive yeah right and and to go to a park that has four rides for your 90 dollars a ticket or something is ridiculous it was 45 dollars a ticket no problem yep that that is fair it's a hundred dollar US to get in, and another twenty two dollars for the Genie Plus. Right. Just then, move to Florida. And then wait, yeah. and then you get a discount. Is that, what does that cost um, in Canadian dollars? Is it like seven hundred fifty dollars a ticket? Easily. Easily. <laughs> two, two people runs you two grand. It's quite an expensive adventure. Yeah. So, are any of those more popular than another? Like, do you see? Like one be more popular than another, you like mean from park, the park, park or like ride that. by ride. Well, probably park or ride is one more popular on your oh, yeah. idea. Oh, yeah, by far. MK yeah. and HS Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios are far more popular than Epcot and Animal Kingdom. Yeah. So yeah. is the story different? Oh yeah, they're thematically very different parks. Yeah. Magic Kingdom yeah, is I mean, old school I mean, Disney, right? Nineteen seventy two Disney. Effectively, yeah. so it feels like uh, Epcot is sciency. Um, Animal Kingdom is obviously animal centric slash Avatar slash dinosaurs, <laughs> and uh, and Hollywood Studios is all thematically based on movies and TVs. Right? So, so if you think about it, both of you guys have run every park in the planet, correct? And you understand the story of each one of those. And you actually pay to go to them. So they're not free. If you think about it, when somebody's telling you a story that is technically has to be a popular story, something that is interesting to you, does it mean that you see yourself as the Little Mermaid when you go there to the park as a story? Or, do you, or when somebody's well, selling you something and they tell you a story, should they see themselves trying to be that let's say customer if somebody tell you a customer story do you see yourself in the customer like when you go to disney like do you think that you're like the the hero or something like that or how does it go i'd argue the point of a customer story good transition one of your I, mean, I would argue we owe us so much from the Disney conversation, and now we can move on to another conversation. <laughs> I'd argue that the person, the purpose of a customer story, 
is for you as a buyer to envision yourself in their shoes and say, given what they went through, I'm likely to go through the same experience. So was it a positive, negative, or indifferent? And more specifically, can I duplicate their success in my company for my problem set? That's at least that the goal when I'm hearing it. I'm not yeah. sure it's ever successful. Have you ever heard a negative one? No. No. I've heard a bunch that were negative because they didn't teach me anything. I heard a bunch right. that were negative because I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing any of those things. Right. I've heard a bunch that were negative just because they didn't achieve the goal, which was to, to make me more of a buyer and instead they made me less of a buyer. Right. Sure but enough. I think the problem actually is they don't tell a story. Hmm. Right. A story has a beginning, a middle and an end. And what's supposed to happen is the beginning is supposed to get you excited about the people. Right. The middle is the down, not the up. The middle is the trials and tribulations. It's it's it's, you know, the orcs attacking. It's all of the bad that happens. It's what makes it look like the darkest of days. And it's just before the end that it turns around. Right. A, a really, really, really good story starts looking at the beginning of the journey going, oh, my God, that's a long way. I guess we better get started. And oh my God, this is still a long way. And I guess we better get started. And then all of the tragedy hits. Right? And right. it looks like they're going to die. It looks like they're going to lose. And some of their companions get lost along the way. Right? And then it's right there at the very end that you push through, that all the lights turn green, that all the switches flip, that the ring gets tossed into Mount Doom, and the good guys win. And, and ultimately, that's the problem, right? That's what's missing from every one of these customer stories. They're not actually a story. Are you suggesting the magic isn't true? So when I hear a story that says, I'm at the bottom of the mountain, I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt, I have no other equipment. Uh, and then, you know, la-da-da-da-da, I'm at the top and I'm planting a flagpole. <laughs> you yes, mean I'm the stuff in the middle, the, the magic secret sauce is important to hear? Uh, that's what I'm suggesting. I'm suggesting <laughs> um, if Pinocchio said, twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wish upon a star, I wish I was a real boy, went to sleep and woke up a real boy, no one would have made a classic tale out of it. <laughs> Disney would not have produced that. Right. You need to have the journey. Without right. the journey, there's, 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 no, there's no point. I think if you just see it as beginning and end, succeed. Done. Correct. I swipe a credit card and the obstacle is overcome. Right. That's effectively what all the stories are that we get at all these conferences. Every single one. Is, is uh, what is the challenge that you had? Well, the challenge that I had was we just couldn't have enough visitors to our website. So what did you do? I put in a purchase order. And amazingly, when I came back from vacation, it was fixed. <laughs> right. But, like That's the most boring. And every one of them is that way. So right. is, it, is, it, is it the content that they don't know how to explain what was that journey that the customer needed to take to get that outcome? Or is that I think, the... I think some of it's point of view. I, I think most customers' stories are written from the point of view of the vendor, not the point of view of the customer, right? Because from the point of view of vendor, you might not actually know all the trials and tribulations, the constraints, all of the political conversations they had to overcome. You just know that they had a problem set, they came to you, they purchased a service or product, and then three months later it was implemented and they measured it. Well, especially because they don't tend to have the sales rep up there. 
They tend to have the execution engineer, if if that, or just an executive from the company. Right. In which case, the only person that was in the room was the executive from the customer, not the executive from the vendor who's standing up on stage. Right. And they don't, they never start with like, give me your journey. Right. How did you guys find yourself in this situation? Right. And and this is the dumb part is everyone seems to think it's bad to embarrass themselves. So um, working in manufacturing, something we talked about and something that is talked about is manufacturing isn't sexy. It's a recruiting challenge. It just isn't sexy. There's nothing we're going to do about it. Right. Um, thinking about working in high tech in a factory doesn't get people's juices flowing. It doesn't make them go, golly, gee, I'll do that versus Google. Right. Right. Yet the challenges are awesome. Right. Yeah. Okay. You can go work for Amazon, but Amazon's already solved all those things. Wouldn't you like to have the opportunity to solve it for somebody and solve it for somebody knowing that there is in fact a blueprint somewhere? You know what I mean? So it's, so mm -hmm. it's more Indiana Jones than, um, than Apollo 13. <laughs> right. Right. No one had touched, touched foot on the moon. How do we get people to there with no, without the technology to solve it versus Indiana Jones where I'm looking for the archaeology. I'm, Re, I'm re, I'm investigating and rebuilding the path that took people people there already, um, and, and so we talk about that. So so I, I build this story of manufacturing, and the the customer I'm building it for goes, yeah, we probably don't want to say that. We probably don't want to say what. We probably don't want to say that manufacturing is not sexy. Why? Well, because it's for a manufacturing audience, right? It's their words, not mine. Right. Like the fact that that they would have if if I didn't have the experience, they would have poo pooed it. You know what I mean? They would have pushed it aside. And, and no, that's an important part of the story. Why? Because we all acknowledge it. Because we're all fighting to retain people. And part of that fight is acknowledging the bad. Right? Part of the fight against ransomware is acknowledging that you got ransomed. Right. It's acknowledging that your security wasn't perfect. And you kind of have to roll. Like, if you're going to get up on stage, you kind of got to go. Yeah, no, our, our, our shit was broken. Right. Our stuff wasn't perfect. We weren't magical right? The Elves and Fairy Network broke down, right? And this is what happened. And and yeah, you know, our, our uptime wasn't five nines. Our uptime was more like one nine. With a four Which is behind. kind of the irony, right? Because if they didn't have those problems or those holes or those process issues or those capability gaps, they wouldn't have bought that product or service, right? right? So life wasn't perfect. Right. <laughs> They're refusing to describe the imperfection. But they did describe the positive outcome of acquiring that product and service. And they didn't, it didn't happen after one game, right? Nobody right. makes it to the Super Bowl after one game. Right. So what you're saying, so you, weren't, you weren't undefeated. You played 12 different matches. You had five proofs of concept. You tried eight different things. You danced with seven different vendors, right? right. What, what led you down this path? What made this the right way to do this? What made this the right solution? Why? Did you end up waking up in the morning and going, this is what I'm going to do? And, and I'm even okay with, uh, they just had the best people. Right. We've talked about it before, right? The technology is mostly equal. They just had the best people. Right. Could it They're be the that parts. there is something in their leadership that they're afraid yeah. if they let someone know that there was something that was not good, that they will be judged by their higher ups. Oh, you we didn't know that uh you didn't do your job or because I, I've seen that in other areas where 
some leaders don't want to let the people that they lead know that there's some flaw thinking that is like a personal issue. Could it be if, that then when if they there were no flaws, it? I wouldn't need anybody in my organization. I right. could fully right. automate with robotics. Right? It's kind of well, silly. And, right? and, it's and kind of naive those... to suggest that you don't have things to fix. Co correct. And and it's both ways, right? Because we all worked at Hitachi. Yeah. Right? How many times would Hitachi admit they dropped the ball on stage? On stage. But everybody Only does. Absolutely. Everybody drops the ball. Every single one. There's not one that doesn't. Right. Right. And and if you own it, immediately you're credible. That's what I don't understand. Right. Right. Every, I mean, everybody that that we hold in high esteem has failure in their background. Mm-hmm. Right. Every every actor has has chosen a rotten tomato. Right. Right. Yeah. Everyone's made a flop. Ryan Reynolds has got to be one of the biggest actors in the world and can't stop talking about how he won't talk about Green Lantern. Right. You, you know what I mean? Like, like, you know, there is no athlete that has a perfect winning streak. Right. And yet these are the people we hold in the highest of esteem. So failure that you get up from can't really be all that bad. Yeah. So, so to not talk about it means you're creating a fantasy and we immediately see through it. We immediately go, yeah, okay, this isn't, we're not dealing with reality. We're dealing with, we're, we're, we're dealing with a really poor fairy tale. Cause even in fairy tales, the, the hero stumbles, even in fairy tales, there's a challenge to overcome and in removing the challenges. We just suddenly go, okay, so this isn't real. Yeah. And even if it's not failure, maybe it's just constraint. Right to say, listen, we haven't evolved in our maturity for this thing because I have a financial constraint or a capability constraint. I don't have the expertise, or I have a, uh, a regulatory constraint. All of those are perfectly reasonable. Or somebody dropped the ball on something, or we had yeah. a conflict, or who you know there was a management change, there was a leadership yeah. change. All of those are reasonable issues. things. Somebody got, it. Somebody got COVID for Christ's sake. We've been going through a, a pandemic for three years. Like right. there's an infinite number of things that you can bring up, all of which people need to understand. It's the overcoming that's actually the story, not the completion. Yep. So well, I think it's just... I think it's two sides. I think yes, I think you need to effectively describe the problem set better. Like it's not just I'm in the bottom of the mountain, I have no equipment. There's lots of other reasons why you're at the bottom of the mountain with no equipment. But it's also the complexity, the ups and downs, the the misdirection of the process to itself to implement it because it's not a smooth path right it's not it's 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 not an easy two-week install and up and running it's it's it failed many times in that process and you need to tell me about that because i don't want to i want to fail less than you well but i also want the confidence that the partner i've chosen is going to be with me throughout it and if right. there's never a challenge then you're not a partner right Right. If you if there's never a challenge, then we were just running on the same path, and it happened to work out, and I paid you to be there. Like, right. That's not a partner. Right. Does you a challenge mean in the game if the skin skin in the game if the skin's all mine, just being a customer buying a product? Right. So is a challenge need to be my challenge that I was not able to deliver that capability as a company, or you as a partner that you had a challenge to meet the need of a customer like me, and how you over come that challenge oh. so we could okay 
both. Because the first challenge, the reason I went to a partner anyways is I can't do it internally. Right? We ran up against a problem we couldn't solve internally. Start there. Okay, cool. So I needed to find a partner to help me do it. Okay, I chose these guys and this is what makes them a partner. Not a vendor. A vendor is somebody you buy stuff from and nothing goes wrong and they deliver what they've said and it's seamless and it's painless and there's never a challenge. Okay, you're not a partner. Right? Right. A partner is somebody who sticks with me when stuff doesn't go right, when someone who takes care of me. And I don't care which side it comes from. It's likely to come from both. Partnership is bi-directional, not unidirectional. Right? One of my favorite stories um, was as a Hitachi customer. We were doing a big migration, moving data centers, our main data center from uh, California to Denver. Mm-hmm. It was being done over the Thanksgiving holiday. We were, we were doing a huge data move. Um, U.S. All Thanksgiving? Of, all of our, say what? U.S. Thanksgiving? Yes, U.S. Thanksgiving. Oh. The, like the Thanksgiving. Come on, Paul. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've already had ours. Right. Um, but it was it's basically one of our two slow periods, right? Um, yeah. And so the it wasn't going as fast as we wanted. And what the engineer decided to do was stop um, a replication that had been going on for weeks we were just going to finish the replication and then kick it over over the weekend. And it had been going for like three and a half weeks at this point. Right. He stopped it, deleted the volume and started it over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Now he could have stopped it, made a configuration change and started it again. As long as he didn't delete the files, it was fine. It would just check if the file was there, it would skip right. it. But sure. deleting it meant it had to start all the data transfer over from scratch. Right. As though that would fix it. Now, <clears throat> I could deal with all of that had he been honest about it. But all of a sudden, all of the timelines changed and I couldn't figure out why. And he started talking about it like it was a bug. Hmm. Then I went and looked, dug through the logs and found that, no, he deleted it. And had the evidence that he deleted it. Right? And I came unglued. Like, you know, is, I think, reasonable. Right, sure. You know what I mean? Uh, Look, it's cool. You tried something. It didn't work. You thought it was. I don't agree with the logic. I wish you would have talked to me. But at least if you owned up to it, I could probably, like, I could could at least empathize. Right. Right. Okay, so, of course, he got fired. Right. Hitachi was not going to lose a customer over an idiot's mistake. Now, I had another one. We're doing an upgrade of firmware in in, um, DR. Mm -hmm. Um, Dude upgrades the firmware. And shuts down the NAS to reboot it, right? It has to it gets and he shuts it down, doesn't doesn't restart, so it has to be manually turned back on. Only he was in the interface for the production system, not the not the yeah. VR. by mistake. Yeah. So yeah. forty five minute outage right in the middle of the day. He called me immediately, immediately sent me an email. Hey, I'm really sorry. This is what happened. Cool. My boss goes, "We're firing him." I said, "No, you're not." <laughs> No, you're not. It was an easy mistake to make. I've been at the interface. I'll show it to you if you want. There's one little corner that shows you which system you're on. It's way too easy a mistake to make. Yes, he screwed up. He owned up to it immediately. We got it resolved as fast as possible. Yes, it sucks, but the damage is done. And not only is he not likely to do it again, but if we show him loyalty, he'll do the same for us. This will go off absolutely seamlessly. He'll be our best friend. And all of that was true. And I guarantee he tells dozens of people what not to do. Correct. And <laughs> told everybody else how good we are to work with. Because when right. stuff went wrong, we were we were his partner, just like he was our partner. Right? right. And and that's the stuff that makes it interesting. That's the stuff that makes a good story. That that's the stuff that tells me 
the comp the employees and the companies stand with me and beside me right mm -hmm. that's a partnership so i i kind of get why you want to shy away from past it right past date i was i had an ugly environment i had security holes all that kind of stuff i can at least i can see why they would shy away from being detailed there what i don't see is why they'd shy away from the ups and downs of the process like what's what's behind that why am i not telling that story frequently enough i i, I think everybody thinks the other side is so fragile that they mm. won't know how to react or someone will get into trouble like carlos said mm. i don't want to say how it actually went because this person's a an evp and they may not know that they had an engineer that made a mistake i see you, you know what i mean like stuff like that me, I'd be like, uh, yeah, I'm going to tell you. I'm also going to tell you that if you if there's if you even pick up the phone and call the guy, I'm going to fire you as my vendor. <laughs> right. Like the fact if you show me that you can't see the upside to this, then you're not actually the partner I thought you were. In which case, I'm going to fire you and go find someone who is. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it's the same people that seem to think a marriage is the honeymoon and the honeymoon alone. Like, you know, those, you know, those people, like you've been married for, for five or six or 10 years and you got that couple that just gets married and all of a sudden they've never been married before. They're married for like three months and all of a sudden they're the worldwide expert on marriage. <laughs> right. This is what you have to do to maintain happiness. What we do is we have a, we have a sharing stick <laughs> and when we have a conflict, we pass this. Yeah. And we're like, no, no, no. We've been married 20 years. We have a sharing stick too. We don't pass it back and forth. We just beat each other with it. <laughs> Nice. You know what I mean? You know those people. And that's kind of the thing, right? Like, no, no, no. Everyone that's been married for a long time wants to hear actual stories of real marriage. Right. No, nobody wants to hear from a from someone who's been married for three months that paints us with the rosy picture where you're like, you haven't even come to your first toll booth, much less the first breakdown. Right. You know what I mean? I want to hear the breakdown. I want to hear the toll booth. I want to hear how you're together after going through an IRS audit together, how you're going, how you're together after going through the right. death of a child, how you're together after going through some sort of trauma that shows this is a partnership, right? Those yeah. are the stories that humans look for. Those are what we make movies about. Don't get up on stage and try to make up the three month, the three month marriage. No, I'm not going to believe you. Do they, in customer stories, do the outcomes matter to you? Is that an important part no. of the story? No, it's all about the journey. Okay. I agree. Like the outcomes are almost meaningless to me because those aren't the outcomes I'm looking for generally. Like, tell me whether it's successful or not. Sure. But your percentage increases here or decrease of budget there. I'm not going to experience the same numbers. So why is it important? Well, I also don't trust your ability to do math. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, you didn't know this was a problem before. You didn't know that your uptime was was 87.4% before you put this in place. Now right. all of a sudden you put this in place and your uptime's 99.999%. Come on. Right. I, I don't trust your math at all. <laughs> and is that are you tracking your uptime hourly, daily, monthly, or annually? Right. You know what I mean? All of which changes what 99.9, what five nines actually means. Right. Right. Like, like there's so much depth to all the statistics and it's so easy to lie using math yeah that i don't actually plus, plus i'm comfortable that if they're up on stage at an event it's probably a positive outcome <laughs> so, right. like I, I don't need the detail at that point yeah no one gives you a stage appearance as a concession prize to a project that went sideways 
<laughs> right. You know what I mean? So, like, I would never buy that again. Oh, you're going to let me on stage? Well, then it's great. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. Nobody does that. So, of course, it's positive. It's the same as a job reference. Yeah. And that, well, and that's kind of the thing, right? It's it's not only is it positive, but but it's the kind of it's the kind of AWS conversations that, that I keep seeing, right? Where where someone someone makes a decision their organization isn't ready for it. It doesn't matter what cloud it is, but it's really popular with cloud. Oh, we're going to commit to spending $250 million over the next five years. And then five years and one day later, hey, I'm I'm going to I'm going now. I'm going to go work for AWS. And they get an EVP title where they just travel around saying how good it was leaving the company to burn down because they were not ready for cloud. Right. Right. Like, come on. You're, you're on stage. This is this is about you as well. You know what I mean? You're you're kind of advertising, so 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 uh, so raising sure, your own promotion. Sure. Yeah. Right. Is there any metric that is more important than others? Maybe it's a dollar. Maybe it's a time. Maybe it's a I don't know a culture. Like, is there is there any outcome you look at metric wise to say that's more meaningful than anything else? Uh, it's for me. It's all about the partnership. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would yeah. I, I, that's a great answer because I because the question I would ask more often is, would you do this again with the same partner? Would oh, you so implement yeah. another project with the same customer? Yeah, same I, I'm much more interested in like, okay, so how did your wallet share shift to that vendor after that? Right. Not not did you complete that one project successfully, but but if right. they have the ability to capture sixty percent of your wallet, and they were capturing seven before, are they now up to fifteen, or are they still at seven, or are they at three? Right, yeah, like they did that one project, and you walk that would be the yeah. most valuable, right? Because if you're like, oh no, no, after that project, we shifted, I shifted all the buy I could put there, there, right, right, because they earned my trust. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then hundred percent, I want to, I want to do that too. I want, I, I, you know, I want someone I can trust to do these things. Right. Good. So we're on the same page. It's one of those rare occasions we agree. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's funny. I keep telling, you know, I keep having these calls with vendors and I keep telling them, look, guys, you got to understand you're selling trust. Mm -hmm. So why doesn't your language reflect that? Right. Right. Why do you talk about all the stuff that's not trust? Sell me trust. Then I buy, I, you know, that's we're human beings. We're not robots. I don't buy statistics. Right. right. I trust Plus your statistics aren't my statistics, right? I, right? I can't duplicate whatever gain you got. I might actually get better gain. Who knows? But right. I can't duplicate what you've done. Because I don't have a lot of problems. times. This was really popular in the early days of the cloud where they'd compare. They, oh, we're cheaper than running in the cloud. OK, cool. Show me the math. And they show you the math and you're like, uh, did you choose the most expensive region in the world? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, like, who the hell is going to choose the Papua New Guinea region to run this application? <laughs> right. You know what I mean, well, we didn't choose the most expensive. No, you chose the most expensive. Right, absolutely. Did. Right. Or, or while I can appreciate that's what you think the cost is, what are you figuring for network connectivity? Um, what are you using as your baseline cost for power cooling in space? Oh, we didn't even add those. Right. Right. So this huge cost sink that I have, yeah, but it varies too much from customer to customer. But it was okay to choose the most expensive region of AWS. <laughs> right. Like, come on. Right. You can't just make concessions one way. And that's that that's what has me not trust statistics because they're all the same. Right. right. I choose my best versus their worst. Okay. 
Like, so I'm just going to go into it knowing you do that. So instead, right. sell me on trust. How are you going to be a partner when I need you to be a partner? We're about to enter into economic downturn. I'm telling you right now, that's how you survive it. And that's not only how right. you survive it, but that's how you excel. Why? Because I'm not going to cut the people I trust. I've got too many that I don't trust. I'll just cut those. I have a, um, I'm on stage tomorrow talking about resilience. In fact, it was referred to as infrastructure resilience, which clearly I'm not an expert on. So I've reframed it to be organizational resilience, IT team resilience, and the technology resilience. I've kind of said, I've, I've changed the MO a bit. And part of the IT resilience is the net impact of IT budgets for 2023 and the stat I got last week, which I thought was interesting. IT budgets are going to increase by 3.9% next year. Unfortunately, that's against 11% inflation next year. Sure. And that's against a cross the board 15% increase in my comp for my team, which of course is my all of my OPEX expense, almost 80% of my IT budget, yeah. <laughs> giving me a net negative IT budget of 12%. Well, let's let's make it even worse because that 3.9% isn't going to IT operations. That 3.9% is more like 8.5% that's going to security. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Like the net the net is IT but security budget still tends to roll up to IT budget in most or, through IT budget in most organizations. Yep. Um, and that does not mean I'm going to continue to spend the same amount I did on infra. Right. It doesn't mean I'm going to spend the same amount frankly the same amount I have planned on cloud may not be what I spent, right? And and again, I'm going to spend with my partners every time. Right. So knowing that that's what 2023 looks like, that's when I want to have a real partnership conversation. Say, oh, yeah. here's the reality of my net dollar figure budget for next year. How are we going to, you know, make it through? And if your customer isn't transparent with you, you're not their partner. Right. Right. Because I'd be having that conversation right now. Hey, guys, I actually, I probably would have been having that conversation in, well, I know I was, in February, right? right. Going, hey, we've been investing, but we're not going to invest this way. Right. Right. So if you have any plan to be on my radar for next year, then we need to talk about what you can do that I actually am going to invest in because I'm not investing there anymore. Right. Right. That, that budget is moving. That dollar is moving. That spend is moving. It's not going there, right? Mm -hmm. Here's my um, new list of projects. Well, yep. How are we going to work together? Yeah. Yep. And if it was an organization different than the one that I just came from, the conversation would have been, I'm going to receive less money next year. Right. You're not on my list to get that money. If you're not a partner and if you are a partner, then this is what I need you to do. Right? Right. It's been the gravy train up to this point. We're now, we're now entering the tighten our belts. So we're going to have to tighten our belts as well, as well. Just like I, you know, I, I paid for goodwill up front. You know, now's the time we're going to test it a little bit and, and we're all going to have to be a little bit smarter. So let's be smarter right. together. Carlos, that was a deep and interesting conversation. A rarity for us. <laughs> <laughs> Popular customer story. Really taking the time to share not only the good, but the journey. That's the key. It's what's going to hook you. So if you want to be able to hook someone with your story, you need to be able to give them the good, but also the challenge, the journey. So then at the end, you can then say, 
hey, here's my offer. Buy it from me and they will get it. If not, it doesn't go anywhere. So my friends, has been awesome to see you again. Make sure that you share, you subscribe, and we'll see you on our next episode.